Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly podcast, where we talk all things NBA. James here, incredibly stoked Lakers fan. Hi, this is Cyrus. I heard uh, DeRozan is playing pretty well in Chicago Bulls, but I still hate him. And this is Will. Um, not happy that Spurs lost to James Lakers, although Spurs is uh, supposed to win only 29 games. <laughs> and Russ balled out today. It was a great Russ game. I think he only ended up with one, maybe two turnovers, uh, and he shot over 50% from the field. Nine turnovers the last game. Nine turnovers. So it evens out, right? Yeah. Law of averages. Um, okay, listeners, we have an episode for you. So we have a lot of different topics on the docket today that we are going to try to cover as many as we can of. We will start with this. Guys, are the Chicago Bulls, who are currently 4-0, and the best record in the league for real? I think not. So I'm going to just give a quick projection. I think they're going to finish around 6th or 7th by the end of the season. So 4-0, that's great. But at some point, from what I see on the team, I don't see a strong enough personality to take over the team when times get tough, when they lose three in a row. You don't have like that strong personality that will tell the team, I'm going to take over, like a butler mm-hmm. of the world. So so here's what I will say. Um, as far as Zach Levine... In his whole NBA career, there was only one other time where he has had a four-game win streak. And that other time was when he was on the Olympic Team USA roster. This is unprecedented for Levine. And so I think that it's also on him. He recognizes that for him to keep this going, he's got to play well and he's got to get his teammates involved. And I think Levine is basically your go-to guy. To me, I think uh, it's too early to say uh, if they will be good for the whole season if, or if they will get into the playoff. But I would say uh, Chicago do not have enough height for their team. So you look at the roster. You have Caruso. You have Ball. You have DeRozan. You have Levine. Good. Like You have a lot of like good bad court. Mm-hmm. But you look at the fun court. All you have is just uh, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. So I don't know why when this team play against let's say 76ers, like Bucks, like you the team that with a good like post up player, mm-hmm. like how are they gonna like react to those teams? I don't know. So so can I give you a counter argument? Sure. So okay, you just said Bucks, Sixers, they both have dominant big men. Like, we or, can or add Utah, nets there. On right? Utah or Right. Yeah. So let's let's focus on the East because I guess the question then becomes right. um aside from the top three teams that we're projecting, so right. the Bucks, the Sixers maybe, and mm-hmm. then the Nets, right? The other teams, do you think like the Miamis, the Indianas, the the Atlantas, New York. New York, do you think that Chicago can beat those teams? I would definitely put... Because uh, they don't have yes, big man. I would definitely put Boston and Miami over Chicago. Okay. That's for sure. For to, uh, to me. Is that is that just because they haven't proven it yet? Or is that because there's like specific players? I just believe on Butler and Tatum more than DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> and Levine, and Levine, like what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the only yeah. his in his life, the first time in NBA career, yeah. first time he tastes like the winning streak, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he can like like t- keep that on. Yeah. But if you give me Butler, Tatum, DeRozan, I take the other two any days. Okay. okay. On on our drive here 
Cyrus, you told me New York is for real now. <laughs> so two years ago, you would never, you would have never said that because they have proven it, quote unquote, now. Because he New York into the playoff last year, yeah. right? Yeah, and then what? Well, they got some new player, like they got Camber, mm-hmm. they got Fournier. Mm-hmm. Right, the team is more. I mean, like better. So, so, would you put Chicago over New York or New York over Chicago? Because they don't have a Butler, they don't have a Tatum, they have a bunch of good guys. That's why they lost in the first round, right? They were just oh, doubling Randall, but they're proven though. I so, if Chicago wins, gets the fifth, let's just say, like like yeah. New York last year, right. and then lose in the first round, are you going to be a believer now? Or are you never going to put Chicago on the map because the Rosen is on the team? The Rosen and Levine, I would say. Because Levine is still like mm-hmm. too young. He's not yeah. young anymore. No, he's not. Actually, if you think back to the Wolves' original roster with Cat, Levine, and Wiggins, right. of the three of them, you could argue Levine probably has the most Experience? like relevant skill set for this NBA. Okay. Right? Because he's a good slasher. He's a good shooter. Um, he's got the build to be like mobile on defense. He's long too. Yeah, and his free is pretty good. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's all about does he have the grit? Does he have the toughness? Does he have the alpha? Not yet. Personality. Not so yet. I think we'll see. So what, what? What about your guys' opinion on Chicago? Like, did will you guys put Boston or Miami over Chicago? So I think I would put Chicago over Boston, but not Miami. Why Boston? I don't know. Boston this few years has just shown me either someone's gonna get hurt or somebody cave. And I think I think the coach might has to go. I might have to go this year if they no. It's a new it. coach. Udoka. 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 Yeah, okay. No. Then, then then obvious. Then even more so. Then. Um. I actually like Boston. I don't like Boston more than Chicago. But in the question of uh, is Chicago for real or fake, I say for right now I think Chicago's fake, and I'll tell you why. Why? So Chicago. Is four and zero against Detroit, New Orleans, Detroit, and Toronto. But no what, Cade, yeah. no Pascal, no Zion. But what is and no Jeremy Grant? Okay, so James, what do you think is for real? Are you thinking oh like six seed is yeah underachieving or overachieving? So that's a great question. So I think it comes down to I think Chicago is in that whole like five six range maybe seven of that five six seven teams because i do think miami is the fourth team in the upper tier for the east right so you've got brooklyn milwaukee um maybe philadelphia uh i don't know depends on how the simmons thing pans out Mm -hmm. i might actually say atlanta is the other one i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know about this year's atlanta i think this year chicago is literally like last year's new york I think this year Chicago could be last year's Atlanta at their best, their best version. If you say that Chicago might go into the conference final. They might. No. So here's the thing, right? Here's the one weakness for Chicago. Like we know coming into the season, their defense is going to be a very big question mark. Mm-hmm. And so far, we haven't seen otherwise, right? We've still seen them be basically letting people waltz in into the paint. Um, the reason they're winning is because they have some defensive players. They have Lonzo. They have Caruso. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have those two guys, like if Caruso didn't come up with key steals in the game uh, against Toronto yesterday, they would have lost that game. And so, he's only Toronto. That's right. He's only Toronto. Without Pascal. Okay. So they need to, I think, beef it up on the defensive end. 
for them to actually make a difference and bump themselves up to that upper tier. So let's wrap this up, but let's do a projection. Cyrus and James, at what seed do you think Chicago needs to be to overachieve, and what seed to be underachieve? For me, let me start off. Then I think if they finish fifth or higher, that's overachieving. If they have to do play in, I think that's underachieving already. And if they do the play in and loses, that's bad. So they should, based on what you said, they should be in the playoff. At play, yeah, they should be in the, in the playoff. playoff. At least seven, eight seed. Okay. Play in wise, at least in the playoff to not underachieve. If they miss the playoff by either not even getting in the play in tournament or losing in the play in, that's underachieving. I think to me, if they can get into the playoff, is overachieved already. Really. Wow, you have a low expectation because for them. they do, oh, yes they they, <laughs> they, they they were not in the playoff team last year, right? Well, I mean, but they have a different team. Yeah, they're Cruzo, Lonzo, yeah. DDR. They didn't lose a lot of guys. Yeah, but and if have they have one more full year sure, to, but gel. if they can get into the playoff, it's a big improvement already, right? So, I, to me, if they can they can get into the playoff, uh-huh. it's good already. Yeah, to the team, right? Okay, so is that overachieving? I mean, it's so. I think I hear from what I'm hearing you're saying is it's overachieving compared to last year. But just look at just this year, right? If we're looking at just the Chicago Bulls of this year, is that overachieving, or is that kind of where you expect them to be? What seat do you think is overachieving? What seat do you think is underachieving? If they can get to let's say six seat, I think it's overachieving okay. already. Wow, you have low. Okay, okay, all right. I just don't believe on DDR, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that was when he was the main guy in the Spurs. So I think overachieving for them would be overachieving, but somewhat realistic would be third seed, maybe second. Realistic third seed. Here's why: look at the lay of the land in the East. There are a lot of teams in that top tier with a lot of question marks. Yeah, Brooklyn but I, I understand. has the Kyrie issue. Yeah, but I Philadelphia understand. doesn't have a point guard. And Embiid could miss a lot of games again. If you said, if you have said third seed is overachieving, mm-hmm. totally understandable. Yeah, but realistic. So, so here's the thing: the, everything needs to fall in place, right? I think it's like injuries to other teams, resting players, and Chicago just goes on a r- ridiculous overachieving run, right? That's my vision of them overachieving. But if I was gonna box them into a certain range, I would say they're probably in the five to Six. eight range. Like they have a high floor, higher floor compared to like maybe a Boston, I think. But mm. they also kind of are higher ceiling compared to a Boston. But I think also their floor is right there. So you're you're saying anything over five is overachieving? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then but if the cards fold right, like they can go there. Underachieving is not even being in the playoffs, yeah. right? They, so. I think, like, you can't... Like, they spent a lot to get this team. This was their time. So they should be in the playoffs. They should be in the playoffs. So so you said over fifth seed is overachieving. Missing the playoff is underachieving. Yeah. So basically, you just copy what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I would say... Okay, my final final word. If they cannot... Like, if they cannot get into the playoff, it's a fail. It's a failure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not underachieving. Even last year when they missed the playoff, that's a failure. Failure. Because when they got the center, they should have made the playoff, mm. but they sucked. Yeah. Um, I think COVID was more of an issue last year, though, than it will be this year. So we'll see. Um, 
Moving on. So if you're the GM of either of these teams, what would you do about the holdouts? Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons and Brooklyn Nets for Kyrie Irving. Uh, to me, if I'm Daryl Morey, uh, I know it sucks. Uh, I'll move on to trade uh, Simmons to any uh, to other team to at least get something back to help Philadelphia this year. But I guess the question then is, how low is the price? How, like... Okay, I saw they declined a trade to Indiana. So Indiana offered Brogdon and Levert for Simmons. Mm-hmm. I think they should take the trade. Brogdon and Levert. Mm, okay. Because let's say a healthy Brogdon and a healthy Levert with Tubaras and Jojo is a decent team to contest in the East. I would have taken that trade. Yeah, right? I would have taken that too. So based on like when I see the news, they declined the trade. I would say, oh, Daryl Morey still want like a James Harden type of player to get back from Simmons. So I think that is really not realistic to me. And and uh, for the past couple of days, he on a on a on a podcast he said uh, he might want to keep Simmons for another four years. That's bad for the team. I think that's a bad decision to to the 76ers. Yeah, but I think if you're Daryl Morey, you have to say that, right? You can't announce to other teams, "Hey, I'm having a fire sale here." Uh, because you're trying to add value to this asset. You're trying to make it an asset, right? Like, so I think I like I don't believe everything Daryl Morey says. Okay. I feel like he just says some things that try and build up value, even though really if you're in the NBA front office, you know that there's not a lot there, right? Yeah. I, I well, I mean, I think Ben Simmons needs to go, but for the right price. Even though his stock had dropped quite a bit. I think he's still worth something. Yes, something, but but not James Harden anymore. CJ McCollum? Sure. That's I think the, C, like a CJ, like a Jeremy Grant, which I like quite a bit, I'll take. I, I think, think they need Not straight up, but maybe yeah. like a couple picks in between too, right? I think before Portland offers CJ and couple first round pick, yeah. Philadelphia declined too. So let me let me just wrap wrap kind of wrap my head around this. So you're saying sell low on Simmons, just take whatever's on the table. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. You're saying, well, sell low as well on Simmons, right? And just whatever you can get, make this team better. So you're Because they're ours? winning. They're win now. Yep. They are. They are. This like, is kind of JoJo's window, right? They, yeah. If JoJo gets hurt today for the end of the season, I won't trade him. I won't yep. trade for anybody. Yep. I'll just fuck. I'll, I'll just tank. Tank. But if JoJo and Tobias and they're still paying luxury tax... The window is there. Might as well get a, some a point guard that can shoot. Brockton, right? Yeah, Brockton, Lavert. It's, it's not bad. T- yeah, yeah. And I'm I I do think though. I mean, there might have been some picks in that deal. I'm just not sure which way the picks went. Did they go back to Philadelphia or did they go over to Indiana? I think sure. Philadelphia request more picks from Indiana. So Indiana the. I don't know. Decline the deal. I don't think there's any way that uh, uh, Indiana would would request for a pick or multiple picks in that scenario. At 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 the very least, it would have been straight up. You think? Hmm. Yeah, I I I don't know because it's so hard for me to gauge Simmons' value because I think that like I'm trying to think in terms of multiple playoffs and not just the last game of last year mm-hmm. that Simmons played, right? Because if you just think about that Atlanta-Philadelphia series, like, you're really going to think Simmons sucks, sucks, right? Which really, like, it was a bad series for him. 
Um, it, yes, like he has his limitations. We all know he can't hit a jump shot or he's not even shooting, right? But I feel like you can't, I don't know. I uh, Will's right, like they need to win, but also like they're not bad right now. I would be okay if I'm Daryl Morey to sit on it for a little bit longer up until the trade deadline. Interesting question. Why does Indiana even want Ben Simmons? Because they're giving up a lot of shooting. So here's what surprises me about that trade, if I think about Indiana. Why are you not including Miles Turner? Why would you? Because you have Sabonis, and you have, you've you had this mm. clogged front court for the longest time that hasn't worked. Mm. But does Philadelphia want Miles Turner, though? I mean... Would you take Levert or Miles Turner? I mean, if, if I... If you're Maury. If I'm Maury... I would rather take Miles Turner because I'd rather have Miles than Andre Drummond uh, as my backup center. So yeah. that's just me. But Lavert can be a six man, but that's Turner, the ideal version yeah, of Tur- Lavert. Yeah, though. but there's Tur- a health issue for Lavert. Exactly. But Turner is just a backup. I mean, they started Turner last year. Is he limited? Absolutely, right. But I think that basically what you're trying to do is maintain your identity if you're the Sixers, which is on defense. And I think Turner helps you with that. Okay. Yeah. So we all agree that we... Well, no. So uh-huh. you guys say sell low. I say I don't sit sell, on it. Uh, and yeah, you're saying sell low. Oh, yeah. Okay. I say sit on it until the trade deadline and try and build value if you can. I don't even know if he's going to play. I really, he probably won't. I really do not see Simmons will be on Sixers uniform anymore. You don't think he'll play even a single game? No, I don't think so. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like you can only do this whole, like, my back hurts for so long and make up an excuse for so long. He's right? mentally sick now. I know, but, like, you can only do that. For, Kawhi like, did it for the whole year. Whole year. Yeah, but Kawhi had that lingering knee thing, right? How, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't get, actually I mean, Simmons has a lingering knee thing, too. Uh, Right, <laughs> like if it's a fake injury, I can say I have a stomachache every single game. I, I, I feel that because I, ex- oh, I don't, I can say I experience that, but I like Spurs, so for that year, it's yeah. painful. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah. Um. Okay. I uh, think for the Kyrie thing, it's pretty straightforward. straightforward. So this is it, right? Like basically, you're gonna hold the line and say, Kyrie, you're not allowed to join the team until you get vaxxed. Yeah. Will you trade him? Simple. You can't. No one. No that's one that because that's the question on the table. Right? I know. What no do do? team. No, no, no team would want him because he said he might retire. That's the thing. It's scary. I don't think he said he might. I think he said he, he would. Will. Yes, yeah. that's scary. Yeah, that's scary. And I think he will. Do yeah, it. I think. <laughs> I don't think he cares about the money anymore. Yeah. And I think that he's happy with probably what he's achieved basketball wise. Right. Um, le- le- leeching on LeBron James for the title. <laughs> I and, mean, and he's screwing up multiple teams. <laughs> he's so eclectic. Um, that it's like, I can see him totally being like, you know how Andrew Wiggins got vaxxed basically as soon as training camp started, right? right? Um, he's the one guy who like can definitely hold out for the year and longer. You know what I think he would do if he gets traded? He would retire and he would walk from one side of the world to the other side and see if it's <laughs> flat. <laughs> like, like, like you know, the famous two man, uh, two man show yeah, where yeah. they hit the wall. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's where you end. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So I think we all agree about Kyrie. So let's move on to the next topic then, Will. Why don't you introduce this one for us? Yep. So... I'm a I'm a big Spurs fan, and I've been looking at their payroll versus you know a lot of other bigger teams. Does it make sense for a mediocre team to sign multiple 
fifteen million dollar guy for four or five years and be mediocre, or should they be, you know, if you're the big market, sign the big three, or do the OKC and tank for who knows when? Can be three five years, right? If you're the fan of that city, which one would you prefer? Obviously, big three, but you know, big three, big two. It's either you have a big market New York Lakers, or you have a Giannis type player, where you might be able to attract mediocre, like top tier player. Okay. If then- you're the fan, would you do sign be mediocre like Orlando, like a Chicago, even to an extent Chicago. To most extent, the Spurs. I mean, like, let me speak first. I, 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 as a Spurs fans, of course, I wish I can sign a like a KD, like a Giannis type of player. But the thing is, those players do not want to come to Spurs. I know because, but, and what I'm saying is, if you can't, are you should you be tanking and getting like a generational player like a Kate Cunningham? But who knows? But right? there's no guarantee on draft pick. Though. Yeah, but if you pay close to luxury tax and then still suck year after year it's that good we would we were lucky in that year that we got Tim Duncan if we don't get Tim Duncan we will, like Spurs will be suffering not uh, will be suffering that 20 no, years I mean no David Robinson is still there they're still a playoff team with David Robinson though they're not contenders but at that time Robinson was hurt already I know for one year for one year, and he obviously he came back and not really the same player. But what I'm saying is, would you rather Spurs win 15, 20 games for the next five mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. or be like at the nine seed play in mm-hmm. for the next five I mean, years, right? It's, it's, it's the same. You still knock the champions, the champions team, right? Uh, what do you think, James? So I like to ride the roller coaster. Right, I like to go Ooh, really high, high and then really low, like the Lakers. Yeah, so like that time, you just become like a stealth Lakers fan, like I did. You know, <laughs> like just like that time when you know there was no Kobe Gasol, it wasn't yeah. working out anymore, and then what? They were drafting Ingram, they were drafting Lonzo, and the Lakers sucked. Right, yeah. it's just low. Right, right. You still watch the NBA. You try and find like excitement somewhere else. You know the thing is, but I would rather give my team an opportunity to cheer for a championship. So I'm okay with, back to Will's question, I'm okay with rolling the dice, crashing the team, tanking, right? Getting high draft picks Mm -hmm. and hoping that this pans out. Once you nail that one generational guy, you build around that guy. But this goes back to the other argument because you can't, like for for example, Devin Booker, Mm -hmm. you can't lose too much until your star player gets fed up. Mm -hmm. So we have the Sacramento, the Orlando... Uh, what other teams? Minnesota. Minnesota, mm-hmm. where they sign a possible uh, generation player, but you can't turn it around. You you forgot how to turn it around anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you want the Spurs to be in that mold, right? So True. the problem with the Spurs is they've never sucked enough to get a good draft pick. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's the that's the that's the model mediocrity, right? They're and, not even as bad mm-hmm. as Orlando. Orlando was so much worse. That's why they got Suggs. And it hurts me to say this. I think Pop being here for the next for the past two three years, it does limit their what they can do because you're not gonna tank for Pop. 
So you're going to try to win, yeah. but you don't even have the talent to win at the end of the day. Yeah, Ever since Quiet's gone, the done. team, it's like mediocre playoff-ish team. And now we're not even close to that. And that's the thing, right? Like, going back to it, I'd rather just wait it out and grind out those years. It's not going to be easy. But right? yes, but James, uh, you are talking about Lakers. Like, Lakers no, is no. a big city. It's true, though. So even in a small market, think about Cleveland, right? Cleveland went 50, 60 years without a championship. Mm-hmm. And they had Darius Miles and, like, <laughs> like Oluwakandi Olo at some point, And Zydrunas Elgauskas was your best uh-huh. player. And Ricky Davis, Ricky. like, come on. Like, those lows were worth the championship with LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. So, but he lucked out on LeBron, You though. do, but that's the model. That's the model that the Sixers tried when they tanked. Yeah. So, okay, right? let, let, let me say that. For the small market team, like, let's say Spurs, you need a Duncan. <laughs> mm-hmm. For Milwaukee, you need a Giannis. Mm-hmm. For Cleveland, you need a LeBron James. Yeah. Those type of players is like... It's once it, in a generation. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So but that's the, the thing. Like Milwaukee hasn't had a championship in decades okay. too. Same thing. So the question is, okay, um, we're watching this uh, Utah-Denver game. Mm-hmm. They're not contenders. Nope. But then they are contending. Mm-hmm. Do you, if, As a fan, do you want to watch the team win 50 games, but and the chances of winning a championship is almost zero? Do you want that? It's still fun to watch your team winning 50 games a season. There's a lot of teams back in the days, yeah. like the yeah. New York, New York yeah. the Indiana, the Atlanta Hawks. Like we're talking about Dominic and Wilkins yeah. days. They are not contenders by any means. Maybe New York. Are you happy? I I was happy. Just I was a New York fan back yeah. in the days. Mm-hmm. Do I want New York to tank 10 years? Like they did the next 10 years, <laughs> right? With Mabry and Francis. Yeah. Yeah. So like I still stand by it. I would ride the roller coaster, but okay. that's just me. Right. I don't know if you guys, it sounds like Will would be okay with a team winning 50 games a season, but not necessarily a championship. I would contender. only ride that mm-hmm. if I trust that management. Because mm-hmm. I don't trust Sacramento, Fair. Orlando, Fair. management. Yeah. That's, a good argu- that's a good point. If we assume that management is equal across the board, right? all the teams have the same good management, quote unquote, right? I, th- I think that I'd be okay with 50 wins because... As Daryl Morey says, even though he hasn't won a championship yet, you just want a puncher's chance. Just like the Houston Rockets okay. against Golden State. Or the Milwaukee right? Bucks last year. Last yeah. You just need things to somehow fall in line, mm-hmm. right? And then you have your shot. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Any part, Any other thoughts? Mm, like I asked Will, like, let's say for Spurs, for all those young players right now, are you going gonna to pay them high? No, I won't. Like if I was I if I was the GM for Spurs right now, uh-huh. I would trade every Derek White, uh, uh Murray, um Johnson Johnson for multiple picks. Each guy can get one to two first round picks. So you times that by four or five, you have ten first round picks. So go y- even younger. <laughs> go even younger. Okay. And then you sign a first like if you can get a tank enough to get a first round first pick, like OKC right now, uh-huh. you can use those picks and pair up with that first round first pick after a couple of years. Okay. So that. you have the first round first pick that play maybe a couple of season and then you still you're still tanking and then you get another, you know, good good first round guy and that's when you you pounce on your using your picks. Yeah, better than we are hoping like Murray White turn out to be an all-star player. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. Better than that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, all right. So moving on. This time, uh, let's do a quick Q&A from an uh, email that we got. Uh, the question is, who was the biggest snub for the NBA 75th anniversary top 75 players? Uh, and once you identify the snub, who would you replace him with? Cyrus? Okay, I go first. Okay, so, so you guys know that I am a Spurs fan, so I have to say his name, Tony Parker. Okay. Uh, let me say his uh, credential: four times, uh, four times champions, uh, one times final MVP. I think five or six times All Star, uh, All Star Western Conference All Star. And stat- statistically wise, I think he's only might be average only fifteen point five or six assists. That is not that good. But I think to me, he should be in the top seventy five play- uh, greatest player because. He is one of the main member for the uh, one of the longest dynasty like Spurs for over twenty years. He's one of the main member, and uh, his credential and merit is better than Damian Lillard's to me. Mm, I think okay. he should be in, and Dame should be out. Not that I don't like Dame. Uh, I like Dame. He's a really good player, and he had a lot of touch moment that I we all scream like really loud. Yeah. But then at this point, to me. He hasn't done much to Portland Trailblazers. Yes, he bring the team to Western Western Conference Final, mm-hmm. but in terms of um, All Star game, I think he gets selected to five or six times. Okay, but all time All NBA team only maybe three or four times. <laughs> right, that's about it. That's all he does. So he, he does, that's all he has. So have you're achieved. saying you would put in Parker for Dame? Yes. Okay. All right. Kay. For me. Tony Parker is an intriguing pick, but being in the system, you know you're gonna suffer your all star. Your yeah. so Tony Parker is right there, but for me, I think I would put in Clay Thompson and take out AD. Mm. My argument is, it, with before AD meets LeBron James, the team sucked. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like. I'm putting Clay Thompson in, knowing Clay Thompson never really became the one. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what happened if he was the one. Mm-hmm. He could suck like AD did too, right? But Clay Thompson has, you know, multiple blowout games. He's a good defender. He shoots the three good teammates. Multiple championship. AD's a championship too, but he was really nothing before he got to Lakers though. I mean, all NBN and all, but the team, like, he can't carry. I'm not saying Clay can, just because we never seen it. Okay. So, for that argument, I would put Clay over 80. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So, James, surprise us. Okay. Um, I would put Dwight Howard okay. in. Uh, may I remind you of his credentials? Sure. Eight time All Star, right. five time rebound champion, two time right. block champion. 2020 NBA champion, mm-hmm. eight-time All-NBA, five-time mm. All-Defense, All-Rookie Team, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. I would put him in for a guy who is three-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star, Reggie Miller, who was oh. not in the original top 50 and never won a championship. No. Yeah, he was not in the original top 50. I know, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I mean, no as in like... Do you, have you seen Reggie Miller's team? We just 
Yeah, I saw I know Reggie Miller's team and I saw him play against Jordan, right? But I'm telling you that when we look at the entire body of work, right, Dwight has achieved more than Reggie has. Not not arguing that point. I'm mm-hmm. just arguing taking out Reggie Miller over another person like the Dane, Dane. the AD, the yeah. Russ, yeah. or or whoever, yeah. right? Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm okay with taking out Dame as well, right? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with taking out, I don't know, AD. Sure. Because I think AD would get in on the next one. But I still feel like Dwight should be in there, and I'm okay with taking out Reggie as well. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm okay. Okay, sure. I I I would agree. The white is in the top seventy-five. I no no doubt with that. Mm-hmm. But then, you you said that you put the white in and take Reggie out. Yeah. That means in your point of view, Reggie is better. Dame is okay at this one. Dame is Western is be- more. No, 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 than- no, no, no. So I wasn't saying that Dame achieved more than Reggie, even right. though like if we look at the resume, he might be right. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Dame is, I would say you guys already talked about him, so I'm. Trying oh, okay. to not say the same guy. Sure. Okay. Right? But okay. also, if we look at the list of achievements, Dame actually has more than Reggie. Are we talking about stats here? No, we're talking about um, like all NBAs, right? No, maybe, maybe, we're talking maybe. about team wise too, right? Like Indiana went to the final. That's true. Dame did. No, Portland Indiana didn't. did go to the finals. And they were right? consistently good. I'm not saying Portland was consistently bad. I'm just saying. But if you're talking about clutch gene, Clutch gene. Okay, I know Reggie is clutch. I I have seen Reggie in the nineties when you say clutch three point shooter is Reggie Miller. No, no, no. no. I totally get that, right? Right. But so let's say clutch gene is a wash. I'm not. See, here's the thing. Like personally, Mm. I think Dame over Reggie, but that's just because I think Dame can do more. That's why. And and same like you put LeBron James over Michael Jordan, right? I don't put (laughs) LeBron James over Michael (laughs) Jordan yet, Um, but I'm saying Dame has more on his resume. But again, I'm also trying to give different content, mm, right? right. Um, okay. But that regi- that Indiana team is not that good. But then they yeah, have but this Portland team is fi- good. This Portland team is not good. Yeah, but the Indiana, the the years in the East, they have been consistently top three, four seed. Yeah, Portland is like seven, eight seed. Okay. Yeah, but Portland, I think, tends to overachieve in the playoffs because of Dame. It's just Dame. What do you mean by overachieving? What have you they, don't? You what think have getting they done? to the conference finals okay, was not being no, no, that's, that, no, that's one yeah. time. Oh, yeah. and, and uh, it's yeah. all Dame. But yeah, it's all Indiana Dame. getting into the final is not all Reggie Miller. Yeah, are you saying no, no, Antonio no, no, no. Davis or Dale no, Davis? No, no, no. Here? Again, I'm not saying. All I'm Jackson. saying is if we're if we're if we're trying to kind of balance out everything that we've talked about, mm. right? I think that Reggie Miller's resumes, like I understand his impact. I understand that that Indiana team really like come on, Mark ja- like Mark Jackson like Shrimp Shrimp right? Um, yeah, yeah. like not 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 great teams. I get it. They had like what a young Jalen Rose at some yeah. point. Like I get it. Not great teams, but neither are Dame's teams. I would say it's pretty close, if that, mm-hmm. and it becomes a preference thing. And so it, to me, it's uh, trying to give new content, right? Yeah, okay. Okay. But since you bring that up, I I would say Dame's career. Sounds like a Reggie Miller career. Though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, like, a, like, a li- like a lifer without really achieving yeah. too exactly. much. Exactly. That's why like. it's like so close, right? <laughs> okay. All right. So last little bit of trivia uh, for the day. Uh, Will, here is a question for you. So this player has three points field goal made to attempted for this year. And your job is to guess who this player is. 
Okay. Three pointers made for this year, two. Three pointers attempted for this year, 24. So that is 83.083%. So 8% three point shooting. 24 in four games? In four games. Five, four or five games. Actually, in three games. Who is this player? I know that because I read that news. Who okay. is this player, William Jack? Okay, you have to give me a little bit hint. He's a point guard. Yeah, he's a point guard. And he's a, can I say a super, superstar? Uh, he's a star. Yeah. Star and yeah, yeah, superstar. Yeah. He's, a, he's a pretty well-known player. Pretty well-known yeah. player. This So this stat is shocking yep. because of who the player is. I know it's not Russ. It's not Russ. It's not Russ yeah. actually is 13%. <laughs> three, three points. He's not 8%. Superstar. Yeah. 24 three-point attempts in three games. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Only two. A point guard. He's yeah. a high, high volume. Oh, shooter. very high volume. High volume okay, you, you give me Primary 30 seconds handler. to think about while you guys talk about yeah. something else. Okay. All right. Um, so why don't we quickly talk about surprises for the first five games? Right? Has anything stuck stood out to you, Cyrus, about the first, oh, I guess, like three to five games for the team? Um, Milwaukee. Jalen Brown and Tatum, because mm. one game Jalen Brown's like like six, 46 point, yeah, and yesterday Tatum like forty point, yeah, and okay to me sometimes uh, some sometimes I think these this combo is overrated, but then like for the past for the first four game yeah. oh this 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 combo looks le- looks legit okay to me so Brown scored forty five points right off of coming back from COVID. Yep. Yeah. So that was incredible. But that game they lose though. Is it? Yeah. They lose the game. But yesterday Tatum, yeah. like that game, uh, he scored forty. Yeah. And win over Charlotte. Yeah. And that game was good. But, yeah. But then that's why I say Boston look yeah. legit. I wasn't legit, but I put Boston over over Chicago because I for the past two games yeah. that I watched about Boston. Right? Yeah. So you know what surprised me? Right. Related to what you just said, okay. the Charlotte Hornets. Oh right. Yes. Oh man. Lamelo they- Ball. And Bridges, Miles Bridges. Right. Oh man, they are a great combo. They're playing so well. Um, the Charlotte Hornets right now are a hot team, and you just have to watch them because, like, Lamelo is th- fun to watch. Yep. So, do you think the Charlotte Hornets going to make the playoff this year? Yeah, I don't. I, do. I don't think so. I think so. I just like if I, if I play can in name playoffs, maybe. It, yeah, I mean, like are, seven no, seeds. Are seven they going to end up making the playoff yep. with or without the play-in? I don't yeah. think so. I can name. Eight teams ahead. So, of so is the player. Okay, I have two picks. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just gonna pick one. Okay, my two picks are James Harden or Trey Young, and I'm going with Trey Young. You are wrong, wrong. sir. The answer is yes. Damian Lillard. Yes, Mister Dame Time is shooting eight percent from three this season. He is having a terrible start to the season. Yeah, how about how about the team? The team they is lose. Cur- one and three. <laughs> so Portland currently is one and two. One and two. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that bad. If they won one game. <laughs> I mean, Russ is shooting 13% and they won one game, because right? Because they have LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. You put LeBron James in that <laughs> Portland team, you think it's, it's, yeah. it's like, I don't think it's going to be worse than one and two. With Even with Dame's shooting like that. I, I was surprised. So I kind yeah. of watched the game last, yeah, last night yeah. uh, with Phoenix, right? Is yeah. he just jacking it up? Jacking it up. But that's always been his game. He's just been making those shots, right? Yeah, but, okay. But, but if Portland keep on like playing this way, I think at the end of the day, yeah, 
he might say Trey me. Maybe that's what he's doing. <laughs> Maybe this is his way of sending a message to say trade. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Like right? I have loyalty. Yeah. But if the team trade me, he and he did say that. Yeah. If the team decide to trade me, yeah. there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Mm. So maybe that's why he's 8% from three. Mm. Okay. All right, guys. We will wrap there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Stir Fry Let a Fry podcast. Tune into us on our socials as well at Stir Fry Pod. Thanks. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. See ya.